Welcome to Diary of a Crowdfunded Film, proudly in collaboration with Brick Studios. I'm Jose Pusella. Join me as I take you on this audio journey with Heath Davis on the making of his new crowdfunded film, Christmas. Welcome back to the sixth episode of Diary of a Crowdfunded Film, bringing you the audio equivalent of the special features on a DVD in this series dedicated to the fourth film by Heath Davis titled Christmas. As always, I'm Jose, and returning is a man that's been known to craft a lager or two with a homebrew kit and whose love of Jackie Chan movies rivals my own. Please welcome back the producer for Christmas, Daniel Fenno Fennick. How are you, Dan? Hey, mate. How are you going? Very good. Before we crack on, let me get some housekeeping out of the way. To quote Homer J. Simpson, Lisa, you don't win friends with salad. Worst impersonation, sure, but you do win amazing perks for all budgets when you join the Christmas community. And if you'd love to be part of that momentum before the train leaves the station in four to five days, which is by the time this episode is published, then please visit www.indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash Christmas hashtag and uh, get some of these amazing perks. Now, before we do continue... I wanted to just ask how Heath was doing, if you had any updates you could share with us. Uh, yeah, look, um, he's definitely doing a lot better. Uh, he's getting sort of the support that he needs right now, which is um, really good. Um, we've sort of spoken briefly, but sort of not too much. But, um, you know, he's from from uh, from all reports, um, he's, you know, listening to his support network and the doctors and um there's a plan in place so um and look you know to be to be honest from from my perspective um mental health and anxiety is not something that i know a great deal about so uh it sort of took me a little bit by surprise as well so i'm definitely um doing my education and sort of getting you know sort of a little bit more literate in the space and and doing quite a lot of listening because i actually didn't realize uh you know, how many people um, from, you know, from varying degrees uh, are affected and how prominent it is. So it's, you know, definitely something that um, I'm definitely much more aware of and a lot more respectful of now. Thank you for that, Dan. It's very well said. And everyone who's been listening, I know we're all sending out our best and look forward to seeing you kicking ass on set in uh, August Eve. So I want to go back to our first chat, Dan, when we were looking at, or you were mentioning there were still two major locations to try to get sorted um how has that progressed and do we have new members for the christmas uh, community yeah i look almost we almost do we've um we've seen two really awesome locations um two more that we need to, uh, to to fit the family and um we're still in the, in the process of negotiation what that would be and, and at the moment it's coming down to schedule um, and that's something that we need to um, look at locking in but um, what's really exciting about both of these locations are the people involved are looking at coming on board um, you know to a greater capacity I guess you know there's a lot of interest around the film and they want to throw their support behind it so they both come with varying the people behind it come with varying skill sets which is really valuable to us so just trying to work out the dynamic too on what that would be and sort of how we would all fit together but it's um, very promising, very exciting. Um, all the locations are in in and around Campbelltown, which is also quite cool, which is, you know, logistically good for us. Everything's going to be quite close together. Yes. There's um, some really interesting places that you would quite easily drive past. And for me, you know, growing up in the area, I didn't even know these existed. So, yeah, there's some really cool locations that we're looking to unearth in this film. So, which is very cool. So hopefully next podcast, I can give you more of a definitive answer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, I have to mention because I feel the tapestry of locations, catering, crew, community, and of course, stitching various investment pots together 
in such an amazing amount of time, Dan, is a true testament to your creative entrepreneurial skills and being your first time producing a feature. No, please. Um, What I do want to ask though, is how do you think your expectations have compared to the reality up to this point? Oh, look, you know, I was always warned by people. It's very exhausting being a producer. There's quite a lot of work involved, but you know, until you actually do it, you don't quite understand um, the amount of work that's involved. And, you know, what's very interesting for me is we haven't sort of done, I haven't really worked much on the creative yet. It's more about creating relationships and linking people together. So it's not even, it hasn't even been much of a creative job at this point, which for me is really strange because normally when I produce sort of in the, the marketing or the advertising spaces, there is a, a brief and a budget and the whole thing's packaged up, ready to go. So we've just got to lay in creative and then execute. So this is one whole step earlier, which is um, very new for me. Um, and it's also interesting too, like I started out assisting a lot, you know, and I worked on some pretty high profile films. Like I was working, um, you know, in the offices over at over the Kennedy Mitchell offices over at, when they were, we were making Mad Max Fury Road and to see the amount of producers there and I even did a bit of time on The Great Gatsby beforehand as well and the amount of producers that were in the mix I'm like I don't understand why there's so many people <laughs> like you know but I, I totally get it now there are so many different components to putting a film together that you need different producers with different skill sets um, and we're actually chatting to um, a couple of other people too that are looking on coming on board with other varying skill sets in the sort of producer space whether you know we're once we get into production and then in distribution as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's quite, uh, quite interesting. Yeah. And that's, again, you've mentioned because there are so many hats you need to wear when you're an independent producer, when you're on these big productions, there are different people rather than just switching through the hats. Um, so having said that, what would you say has been the biggest challenge to date for you personally and professionally? Yeah, look, yeah, time. There's, there's quite a lot to do. I don't feel like I've got enough time to do it all or to do it all properly. So you kind of have to sort of, you know, delegate things or just, you know, wipe some things off your slate and just go, it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, I think coming around once we sort of get through this first film, I'll be a lot more sort of educated in this space and, you know, can sort of streamline my processes a bit. But, yeah, we'd love to have more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're all familiar with that concept. There's not enough time in the day. Look, I recall that Heath, and I think, and you mentioned this as well, that you'd be using a single camera, a setup. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And is that going to be shot on film or is it digital? Most likely digital. We haven't settled on a camera system yet, but um, yeah, most likely digital, I would say. And is that purely um, just in terms of budget because of how expensive film is? Yeah, look, you know, budget and time and the workflow, like we're already sort of set up um, for a digital workflow. So to bring in, you know, a film system, yeah, there is also that time crunch as well, sending the stock out and processing and all that sort of thing too. And just it gives us the flexibility to be able to dump dailies and assemble scenes and things like that. So what um, worked really well with Book Week um, and Locust too was uh, Roman was cutting the film as they were shooting. So rushes were getting right. dumped, he was assembling and it was all happening simultaneous. So it just gave them the option to, you know, to check in and go, you know, blend is it quite often banging on the door with onto Roman's door going, um, how are the scenes looking? We've got enough coverage. We need to pick anything up. So before, yeah. So it, it, in this, in this environment, especially in the Indian set, uh, setup, you know, the sort of in the Indian environment, just like it was for book week, it, that speed um, of being able to access everything certainly helped. And I think there's going to be a similar situation for us on Christmas. I like that you uh, 
touched on post because my next question leads into that, which is how involved do you see yourself being throughout the post-production um, on Christmas? Oh, totally. I'm going to be knocking, I'm going to be pushing Roman to the side and touching his <laughs> keyboard and asking yeah. him if I could drive, if I can drive. Um, yeah, no, look, it's, you know, it's, it's part of the process, you know, like everything that we're doing in pre sets us up for production, which sets us up for post. Like it's all, um, it all interweaves. So I'll be there right through to the very end. Is there an expected, uh, because normally, and I don't know how to work on an independent um, film, I'm just going, trying to recall my days in film school, that you'd normally allow double your time for post that you would for for actual principal photography. Are you going to apply a similar concept here or you have a deadline? No, no, I'm just going to just gonna crack the whip. Old Frenchie's just going to have to work fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I can't remember exactly. It's yeah, either double or triple. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to have to hustle. But the thing is, too, once everything's shot and, and it's assembled and we know we've got everything, that's when we can kind of sort of uh, the, the pressure comes off a little bit because then the whole process slows right down. You know, all the crew can go home. It's essentially Roman and Heath and Blandy and myself um, just sort of sitting in and, tweaking um but yeah essentially yeah roman and, and heath will get locked in a room together from you know to knock this film out at this stage are there any preliminary plans on how the film will be marketed once a teaser has been cut uh not yet i haven't got my head into that space okay. yet we've got um yeah with like a, i don't know if i mentioned we have a distributor on board now so we've got no no that's actually fantastic and- yeah, yeah, yeah. So JP's come on board. It's shown a lot of interest in the film and the projects. So, um, you know, once the film, you know, once we sort of get closer to, to rolling, you know, we can start to have more conversations about distro and marketing and all that sort of thing. But part of the part of the strategy for us with, um, with bringing the community on board, whether it's the charity partners or the businesses, is that we create this groundswell, this community groundswell, and then we pass the film out through their networks as well. So, um some of the charities do have quite a big reach. So we're offering, you know, opportunities for them to do charity screenings for them so they can get, you know, uh, some some benefit from the film as well. Um, but then also just, you know, within the, the industry in general, like Heath has a bit of a name and, and Blandy certainly has a reputation as well. So people are watching the boys to see what they produce next. So That's brilliant. Can I just ask, sorry, you, you mentioned JP. Can you clarify? Yes, yeah, so JP, JP is um is Jonathan Page over at Bonsai Films. Ah, oh, okay. All yeah, right. yeah, and he's uh, he's supported his films in the past, and you know, has shown a lot of interest in this particular project as well. So, so shout out to uh, Bonsai Films and Jonathan Page. That's it. Hey, JP. Are there any plans to apply for funding via Screen New South Wales or Screen Australia to assist with post production costs? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're definitely in chats with them right now, actually, um, for support throughout all stages of production. So we're just going through through the rounds now and just to sort of see what that, how that ends up. That's brilliant, fantastic. Um, and I thought it's it's interesting to mention because it's important for anyone listening who is you know curious to know how else to try to fund an independent film. Look, Dan. So as we round the last bend into the home stretch of our chat. What is your journal entry for today to any aspiring indie feature producer listening? Oh, my journal entry for today. Um, Keep a database and keep it current. I'm currently working through, actually, that's what I've been doing today uh, is, is updating my crew database and my sponsors database. So keep your database as current as possible because there are a lot of people who uh, will be supporting you one way or the other. And it's those who support in kind and, 
you know, in that space, they're the ones you want to make sure you don't forget when you do your thank you speech, when you're up receiving your awards. So make, make sure that, uh, yeah, the people who look after you, just make sure you keep track of them all because, um, you know, it's polite. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. Look, everyone, and Daniel, thank you again for your time. Um, if you have any questions about the film or comments for the show, then please write into diary of a crowdfunded film at gmail.com. And if you've listened to my first discussion with Dan and enjoyed that episode as much as Dan enjoyed the idea of having the cast spray koala farts at the red carpet premiere for Christmas, then please subscribe, like, and if so inclined, leave a review as it helps us grow this community with wonderful people like yourselves. And if you don't know where to listen to us, we're on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Deezer, and Stitcher. And lastly, this evening's episode was brought to you by Sloam. Not the free, fault-tolerant, and highly scalable cluster management and job scheduling system for large and small Linux clusters, no, but that fictional soft drink in the Futurana multiverse. How's that taste for Matthew McConaughey? All right, all right, all right. Until next time. Ciao. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Diary of a Crowdfunded Film. Subscribe to hear all future episodes. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review. For more info, please visit Diary of a Crowdfunded Film on Facebook.